Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host, Torres. Fanny Torres, how you doing, man? What's up, Tyler, man? Happy to be here once again. And, dude, look, we got another great weekend. Um, I'm doing good, doing good. Just nursing a little bit of an injury I had in training. Uh. But hopefully it's all good. Went to the doctors. We're going to see how it all is. But overall, mm-hmm. I'm feeling all right. Um, and... Um, also, you know, just uh, tuning in. We had a few teammates fight this weekend. Logan Neal, Revan Sullivan, Isaiah Parker, and Carter Beatman went 4-0 on the weekend as a team. Um, t- some tough fights. Uh, one was really good fight, but he pulled it out by split decision. Carter Beatman did. And uh, overall, we just had, oh my goodness, we had a really good performance. So, yeah. Well, so, good to hear. Good to hear really, all I, I saw that y'all did so, – y'all won something uh, – was it basketball? Uh, yeah, uh, we – yeah, we did a student versus staff uh, basketball game. Uh, so Cisco teachers and connect. What I'm considered as connections. So t- since I teach like a special subject, so I I can play. Um, you know, pretty much any grade. Who has ever won that game? Come no, on. No, that, that that hey, I will say this: we we did do a game. Uh, we weren't at full strength, and we were definitely off. But we stayed back and played. The actual boys basketball team one day, one Friday, and we won that one by the skin of our teeth. Uh, we were all, but these games were not close. Uh, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Jake Sturzma carrying the squad. Uh, but buddy was, uh, he was on one. Uh, I, I did all right. I had, you know, I, I don't know my stat lines uh, necessarily. Had some, had some rebounds, had some assists, shot a couple. It was mainly just playing around, just trying to Harlem Globetrotter that thing on the kids, you know, just see how, how we can embarrass them. So it was fun. It's That's always one of my favorite days. Uh, you know what's this. funny? I would love to go back and see, you know, what, like, student and teacher staff they would have had to be able to play the men's basketball, the men's boys team when I was uh, at Clifton Ridge because we mm-hmm. had Ed Parker, uh, Javon, JP, Javon Patterson, Jerry, both of the twins and Nick, man, I don't tough. know. I about to say I don't know what teachers gonna be. I know. Did did y'all have a lot of like? And this is here we go with this. But uh, did y'all have a lot of teachers that played basketball? Like a lot of male teachers or not really? When you were you had school? Coach Bringer, you had Coach David, um, you had Coach Rivers. He was there. Okay. Uh, I remember that name, Coach Rivers. He, uh, Coach Rivers' face. Coach Rivers, light skinned black coach, big swole, um, played okay. uh, arena football. Uh, he was one of our football coaches. He was huge. Um, uh-huh. quick, story, quick story, I never forget Coach Rivers. Um, I don't know why. I, I think it was in, I was in seventh grade. I was playing around with him, and I, I don't know. I kept like tapping him on the back and said, "He said, all right, Benny, you do it again. I'm go after you." So I just me being a little. Dweeb as a little kid, I come up behind him, I hit him in the back of the head again. Oh, loaded because you got this guy is like six foot. I think I remember who you're talking about now, pounds, yeah. like jacked up. He's a linebacker coach, linebacker, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I hit him, and he turned around, he's like, and he ran full speed at me. And I was like, oh no, and I was ready. And the cheerleaders was in the uh the hallway between like the you know the oh gym God. and the locker room. They were and I ran right through the cheerleaders. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Coach Rivers didn't care either. He just blitzed right through one of the cheerleaders <laughs> to get me. And I'm like, oh, freak, oh, he don't care. And dude, 
He, he did catch me. He caught me. He said, boy, he held me by my neck. He said, boy, you do that again. I'll hurt you, dude. And I was like, oh, freak. But that was the I was like I should have been hitting him in the back of the head anyway. But <laughs> we've uh, yeah, I'm about to say that's like a no no. You know, like, yeah, you know, kid, say, well, kid look, popping you on the back of the I'll head. Be, you you can't take that as the adult. You can't take that as the adult. You let you let that one slip, boy. It's all down here from hill from there. But and teachers can't um, do that either. Teachers can't. Uh, no, can't. I'm about say, it's probably a little bit more lenient at the time. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, I don't know. We got a good bit of guys at the school that play. So, um, you know, we, we got a, we got a few guys, um, Reese, Harvell, they're two light guards that we got. Sturzma, who kind of leads the offense. He's just an all-around great ball player. But got a new guy, O'Quinn. Shout out to him. I went and watched the Georgia-Tennessee game for him this past week. He's like our big man down there. We got Dennis, who can shoot pretty good. Peacock is pretty good. We got a lot of a lot of guys at play, so it's fun. And the kids really like it. Um, I like that. You know, getting involved with us on that end. So, but yes, it was fun. It was a good time, but it's, let's, let's move on to, to this, this weekend's like recaps and looking ahead. College football is the, the name of the game. That's what, that's really what we care about right now. We will get some football at some point. That's just, I feel like we need a two hour show if we're going to get into all that. Um, but since we'd want to keep this, you know, I'm not going to say short and sweet because it normally goes around an hour, but since we want to keep this, at a reasonable time limit, uh, we're going to be running college football. And uh, the big topic of the day to start the show off is the injury to Jordan Travis in Florida State's outlook. I don't know if you were able to see it. I'm pretty sure it, it made its rounds through the group chats all around the nation. But um, the injury to Jordan Travis, it was pretty ugly, man. I uh, went on a scramble. Ended up um, snapping his leg. It was an ugly, ugly injury. And, you know, immediately new season's done with that one. Um, was not good. In fact, at the time of the game, uh, it wasn't looking great for Florida State. They were down, I want to say, 13-3 to or something. 13-0 like to North 13 Alabama. 13-0 ended up scoring a field goal. And then from there, I mean, I, I don't think anybody ever thought – if you if you did, you, you were kidding yourself. I don't think anybody thought that North Alabama or whatever it is that the team they were playing was going to actually beat them. No, um, so North Alabama barely beat Chattanooga. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't going to – they weren't going to win that one. Uh, but, you know, the, the fact that that was happening at the time, it was a little, uh, you know, a little, little ominous looking for them. Uh, they did end up pulling off the win. Uh, but really what you need to think about now, and it, since, the, since the days passed, you know, I think today George Travis actually came out and said, um, you know, his college playing days are over. It's on to the NFL. I don't know. I don't quite know his NFL outlook um, as far as that goes. Um, we, can, we can kind of delve into that closer to draft time. But Florida State as a program, we all know, uh, we all kind of figured they'd be a lot for the playoff because the rest of their schedule, I believe it's Florida this week. Florida and Louisville. Yep. And then Louisville in the ACC championship game. Do either of those teams scare you enough with Jordan Travis being out to make you think that um, Florida State would drop one of those and ultimately drop their chance at a college football playoff spot? Yes, um, and definitively yes. Um, I think because of him being out has caused a huge um, – I don't know, I, I would say like a little bit of a spiral into the playoffs, you know. Um, and a lot of my circumstances and uh, scenarios, I automatically had FSU winning out. And yeah. yet, obviously, you know, at the beginning of the year, I did predict there was going to be an ACC champion making their way back to the playoffs. Um, I am a little bit falling on the side of uh, of that prediction now. 
Uh, reason why Jordan Travis is a huge piece. I'm not saying the backup can't come in. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Rodemaker. Rodemaker. That's right. Tate. Is it Tate Rodemaker? I believe. Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Uh, Rodemaker coming in. You know, I obviously didn't get a chance to see much of the game, but to have Rodemaker come in and you know be able to do what he was able to do. Um, obviously, that's against North Alabama. I think a Florida team that had you know a little bit more momentum. You know the way that they played against Missouri last week. Yeah. Uh, that Florida team. That Florida team obviously isn't good to the to the levels of the elites or obviously to the standards of the SEC, but Florida is still a solid team that can beat you on any day. And where is that game at again? Because I think that game is in the swamp, if I believe. Let me see. It is going to be in the swamp. It is. So um, they're going to have a lot of momentum. You got to remember, if Florida don't have much going for them, but one thing they can try to have going for them, we stopped the season of Florida State here in the swamp. I think that's going to be a huge key. I think that's going to be a tougher game than expected. I I, I, I thought it was still going to be a tough game, even with Tra Jordan Travis. I still have had Florida State pulling it out. But I do believe that uh, uh, Florida is more of a formidable opponent now against Florida State since with Jordan Travis being out. Um, and also uh, Louisville right there, man. Louisville is not no uh, cakewalk of a team. And, um, and I, I still think if FSU went out undefeated, they make it in. Uh, mm -hmm. We've seen this happen before with Ohio State in the first yep. year. Of the uh, Ohio State. That's State what was brought to my attention by Florida State fan. He's like, "Yeah, I think we'll be the same path as that Ohio State team." I was like, "Okay, yeah, I forgot about that." It was like, "We'll we'll see." I mean, I, I think they'd be pretty disrespectful if you just totally drop them out. I don't quite think they have that great of a chance of winning. Whoever ends up drawing them in that opening round is, I, I feel like you're you're getting a, you know, you have a pretty good chance of winning that game. You know, yeah, I, I agree. I think you, your your chances dramatically go up. Um, but you know, I I just in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot of questions. Like games like these, like this rivalry week, is going to be pretty huge. And and not only this week, but also next week uh, with the championship games because, uh, man, some of these undefeated teams are going to go and. That's gonna that's gonna open up some doors for even team that loses. So uh, mm. especially like a game between Ohio State and Michigan. You know, you've been you've been two and three all year long, and heck, Ohio State was one at one point, and you lose one game to a team that's also in the top four, and you don't have a chance ever. You know, that mm. just can be interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, and then the other thing um, I will say to mention about you know the game coming up, Florida is five and six. They win one more game. They are bowl eligible. And if you think that don't mean something, it does. It means means a little something for you. And to be able to knock off your rival to do it. Yeah. yeah. It it can happen. And we'll we'll get into our picks later on. But let's uh let's recap this past week's games. Uh let's look first at uh Louisville, Miami. I didn't get to get my eyes on this one. I did try to keep up with it throughout the day though. Um Louisville traveled to Miami. Miami, another, like, empty stadium pretty much. Miami did kind of push these boys uh, to the end of this game. It ended up just being 38-31. Uh, what stands out here, uh, I know Louisville's, Louisville's quarterback threw for 308 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Didn't get much going on the ground game. Uh, but it looks like Miami kind of made their bones. I mean – their quarterback threw for 327 and a touchdown, but um, their running back had 126 yards rushing with two. So it lo looks like they were able to get really going as far as things um, offensively with the run game. And then they did have one 
wide receiver for Miami had eight catches, 193 yards, and a touchdown for Strepo. So they were able to hang in this one. Does this bode well? I mean, pulling out a win is a you know a win is a win. Does this bode well for their chances against Florida Florida State if you were struggling against the likes of Miami? Um. I, I actually do. Um, I think my, Miami is not that bad of a team. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think Miami didn't have the best season so far, obviously, that I yeah. think they wanted to, especially the way they started the year out. Um, but I think I think Miami is still, they were, they were six and three, you know, going into that game, I believe. And six and three or seven and three, one of them. I don't know. I could, I could be. Going into this past week's game, they were six and four. Six and four. Yeah. So they yeah. were six and four. Um, I, I think they're they're still a solid team, you know. I, I'm not going to just sit here and sleep on them, but I do think that Louisville overall do have a really good shot at beating Florida State, and because of that, I think it's going to be a good, really good game from uh, start to finish in the ACC championship game. You know, the more I want to continue to like look at how Louisville plays, uh, Florida State is is going to be more about like how they're going to get pressure to the backup quarterback. How they gonna be able to play defensively? How sound are they gonna be? You know, there's gonna be a mm-hmm. lot of different components that are gonna be in that game. And you know what's funny? You know, you asked me a few weeks ago about is Louisville gonna have a shot? You know, at which Florida dismissed State. it. Uh, and I did dismiss it. I said, Ah, Louisville yeah. got a shot. Now, I, I, I given swore, given the circumstances, I, I, yeah, you know, I definitely see your point. Yeah, I'm gonna say now. Look, things have changed a little bit. A few a losses. Lot of it. A few losses in front of them here and there, you know. I don't think they got it. I still don't think they got a true chance, but it's higher than one percent, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so they got a shot, and I, I, I think Louisville might, uh, they might uh, go in there and, uh, you know, could, could correct some damage, man. They could, could cause some damage. Yeah, they could, they could. Um, you know, moving on from there, we had one of the other big noon games. There wasn't a lot of noon action that was really awesome. Leading up to that Georgia-Tennessee game, that's really what I was kind of just buying time, waiting till. But this one kind of, you know, but it was able to buy the time for a while. Uh, Michigan versus Maryland. Uh, Michigan traveling to Maryland, of course, with uh, no Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, going with the entrance coach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start crying and all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my grandparents asked me, they said, Why he doing all that? I said, I don't know. I said, It's not. Did he do it again? I didn't even look at his press. Oh, he, he, he didn't do it again. He didn't do it again. I'm okay. just saying, just like, I literally was like, He was there. He just couldn't go to the stadium with y'all. You literally gonna get on the plane with the brother. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mean, I, I, I just felt like it was a little bit overblown. I'm, I'm not yeah, it probably was. It probably was. Um, but this one was a close one, 31-24. Uh, Maryland actually had a chance there multiple times to really make this a thing and just weren't really able to capitalize. Um, I know Michigan lost one of their best receivers, Roman Wilson, with an injury. We'll see how that kind of affects them. I don't know if he's, what his status is going into this week. That will be a big thing to watch. That's going to be, whoo, God, when we uh, get into those picks later, man, that that is the uh, the mother of them all right there. Mm-hmm. And that, that's one that I'm still – while we are doing this podcast, I'm going to be framing my prediction, frame, framing my preview for how I think that one plays out. It's um, mm. That's going to be a tough one. But Maryland made this one close. It definitely doesn't make you feel stupid confident of uh, Michigan heading into this big rivalry matchup here soon. But um, what, did you, what were your takeaways here? Were you able to kind of catch any of this or keep up with it a bit? Um, um, not much, not much. Um, 
mainly, like I said, doing a lot of traveling, get helping my teammates get ready for mm-hmm. their fight. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I did keep up with it through the group message and through Twitter. I, I knew Michigan was struggling early. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I, and I've said this on here before, and I, I'll say it again. I don't know how he's a Hosman candidate, but I'm not sold on no J.J. McCarthy. No, he needs to be He needs to be dropped out of it. I mean, He no. needs to be dropped out. He better not be a candidate. He better not be a finalist. These stats. Did you look at the stats? I didn't he see the stats. for 141 yards. I don't want to hear no more. <laughs> Do what? I said I saw the stats get Penn State, and I don't want to hear no more. Yeah, them. yeah. This, this one, he was 12 of 23, 141 yards passing, one interception, and uh, two carries for negative seven yards. That is not – I mean, don't get me wrong. A win is a win. You know, that's the second time I've already said it on this. I mean, a win is a win. I will respect it. But if you're talking, if you're talking Heisman – you got to put up the numbers to match it, and it's it's not there. So, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Blake Corm with a two-touchdown game, 94 yards rushing on 28 carries, so a ton of carries, not not a ton of production behind it, though. Um, it was a hard-fought win for them. Um, I do still respect their defense. I do still respect this Michigan team. Um, I do I respect them at the same level I did maybe a week ago. I don't know. You know, it's it's th- this one's it's fluctuating with me. You know, the fact of Harbaugh being gone, I don't know if that's take how much of a toll that's taken on this team, but um definitely definitely some some stuff you could take away from this one. Uh ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. Arizona, Utah. I believe last week when we were making these pigs, I'm pretty sure I went with Utah here. Uh who did you go with on that one? Um, I went with Arizona. You went with Arizona, so yeah, you you got that one right. Forty two to eighteen, Arizona pulled that one out. Um Arizona's Arizona really hot. Great wins, man. They're tied with the most ranked wins in all of college football. So. They're hot. They're hot. Um, yeah, the offense did good. Um, Utah, not so good offensively. Um, couldn't get anything going on the run game. Passing game, 320 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, though. So, I mean, you're doing just as much damage, damage as you were good. Uh, Utah, when we get into that, uh, I think, I think we're picking a game for them later on. I think I thought I laid out one, but I guess I didn't No, I don't. Oh yes. Yes. We do have, I do have Utah on the slate for our picks uh, coming up in this next week. They're playing Colorado. So we'll see if this week's performance affects your, your pick there. Uh, but just, just something to notice, you know, we got to give Arizona their props here. They're a hot team. One of the hottest in the country right now and beating Utah. It's, does it mean as much as it did before? Probably not, but it's still a good win. Like I still, we're not going to totally disrespect Utah. We're not going to call this, a, you know, just oh, it, it, it's just Utah. It's still, it's still a decent win in the end of things. It's not like Arizona's fighting for a college football playoff spot, anyways. Yeah, Utah's a good football team. Arizona, you know, I look at all their three losses. They lost Mississippi State by in overtime by seven. They lost to Washington by seven, and they lost to USC in triple overtime by two. I mean, mm-hmm. these. This team has been competitive all year long. Um, they've taken it to the brinks. Like I said, it's high for the most ranked wins out of anybody in all the college football. Um, give, give props to Arizona. I expect a really big bowl game. I think they – I know they got to play Arizona State uh, next week, and I, I think they handle business is that, in that as well. So, um, I, I see them being a nine-win team and, um, you know, doing their thing, a nine and three. You know, I think that's a successful season for Arizona. So, yeah. especially just letting go of uh, – uh, Kevin uh, Sublin, uh, not too long mm. ago, was it last year or the year before? Uh, he, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I can't remember. Year, I was talking about year, good season for them after you know, just having a new coaching change not too long yeah. ago. So. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's switch it over to ACC. Clemson pulling the upset on North Carolina, 31-20. Uh, this was played in Death Valley. Uh, it looks like they won this game with uh, running the ball and playing good defense. Uh, Drake May was held to 209 yards rushing. He was only 16-36 to 36 through the air. One touchdown, one interception. Uh, North Carolina was able to gain some on the ground. Marion Hampton having 19 carries for 178 yards and two touchdowns, though. Uh, but it, Clemson was able to pull this one out. A uh, good win for Dabo, especially coming off all the Tyler from wherever it was calling in and cracking on him, and that whole spiel going on with uh, with Dabo. It was a good, good little, good little comeback for them. Um, good, good upset um, on the part of Clemson. You know, still not the season they wanted, but something to look at. A uh, game that we were told by Jackson we should be checking in that night: Kansas State versus Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see. This one ended up being uh, Kansas State thirty-one, Kansas twenty-seven. Um, from what Jackson said, they were Kansas was on their third-string quarterback, and they were still able to hang in this game. A testament to uh, the coaching over there in Kansas. I believe it's Leopold over there in Kansas coaching them. Um, it wasn't a great performance by the quarterback by any stretch of the means. One hundred sixty-two yards passing, a touchdown, two interceptions. wasn't nothing spectacular, but uh, it was enough to kind of keep the Keep the team in the game, I guess you could say. I didn't really get a chance to put eyes on this one either, but um, Kansas State pulling out a win, um, a ranked matchup on both teams. So something to at least look at. Uh, Washington versus Oregon State. I did keep up with this one. This one was tight. Washington 22, Oregon State 20. Um, let's look at the numbers here. Okay. Uh, off game. By Michael Penix, six or thirteen of twenty-eight for one hundred sixty-two yards and two touchdowns. Running game really wasn't there. Nobody surpassed a hundred. Uh, you did have the top wide receiver for Washington with one hundred six yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I did see a pretty neat DJ Uyungle, um run. Did you see the run he had? That little scramble. Mm, I just running folks over. Yeah, I have to send that to you later on. He had a nice little scramble there to try to keep him in. He was fifteen of thirty-one. Uh, 164 yards and two two interceptions, so not a great day from him. They really relied on their running game. Damian Martinez for 26 carries, 123 yards, two touchdowns, just weren't able to pull it out. So I know there was a lot of Bama fans rooting for uh, Oregon State this past week, and uh, it did not happen. Exactly said Washington. I knew, and I saw. I said it. I said this is going to be a game that go down to the wire, but You're I said right. Washington pulls it out. And Washington has look. I mean, Michael Penix, like you said, he didn't play his best game. Was the best game? He had two touchdown passes, but he also had one rushing. So he had three touchdowns overall. Um, uh, basically, the defense was the team that uh, you know it showed Washington defense. You know, I keep hearing about Washington. You know, is one of those teams that don't have a really good defense. I wouldn't consider them really good either, but um, they step up when they have to. Um, they make plays when they need to, and. Mm -hmm. I think a team like Oregon State, you know, who's gonna who's a tough ranked team. I think they showed up and they showed out against that team. And I think Washington be able to go on the road, um, you know, towards Oregon State and Beaver Stadium. I think that's a big win. You know, next yeah. week I think they got a little more of a cupcake win. They should be able to handle Washington State, cupcake -ish, but yeah, yeah, cupcake ish. Yeah, I agree. And I, I just think uh Washington has done the right things to do. I think they win this upcoming week, and then I think they go on and we already know what's going to happen. <laughs> I well, I was about I was about to sit here and tell you my my um, thoughts on them losing to Oregon in the Pac-12 championships are only growing stronger and stronger. But 
really, Oregon isn't a locked-in team yet. It's still not locked in. Like that, right now they're seven and one. They are second place in the Pac-12. Uh, literally, Arizona's still in the running here to to make the Pac-12. They need Oregon to lose, obviously, and I don't know the head-to-head stuff there. But uh, right now, no other team has clutched the Pac-12 championship except for Washington. So Oregon has got to take care of business this week. That's that. That's an interesting. I mean, it is true. I didn't, didn't know that. Wrong. I didn't know that before I looked. I didn't know that either, man. I, I did not know that either. And mm-hmm. um, Oregon has to beat Oregon State because what's funny is Oregon could lose that game. Obviously, that would not Oregon out the playoffs, but to knock them out of the uh, Pac-12 championship would be huge. And let's go back to last year. What game was it when Oregon it was USC. had a USC? Oregon yeah, had a had it right there. We talked about it on the show. They they, they could have made the college playoff football team. playoff. Yeah. Well, you and they would have made it. They would have made it because You're TCU right. lost to um, Kansas State. Yeah. And that would have been their ticket to jump right in because the only teams there was Alabama and Tennessee. And, well, obviously Ohio State. They would have jumped mm-hmm. both of those guys. Uh, all, all of those teams have been right there in the uh, college football playoffs. So Oregon has a chance to redeem themselves. Could history play again? We'll see. Hey, yeah, I'm about to say, as, as far as teams go that haven't – or conferences go that haven't had their locked-in conference championship um, teams yet. Um, obviously, Big Ten, that all rides on this weekend's big matchup. All right. Uh, Iowa State, Michigan. Um, Sun Belt, uh, American Athletic Championship, Mountain West Championship, and then uh, Big 12 Championship hasn't been locked yet. And as it stands, I just do, I do want to take a quick look at the Big 12. Right now, as it stands – you got Texas at seven and one. They will be playing Texas Tech. We'll, we'll be talking about that game here shortly. And then it is tied right now for second between Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Kansas State. So that's why that Kansas State win ended up being pretty big. They're all at six and two. Somebody's got to separate here. And um, man, I did not know it was that tight until you sit here and look at this. I did not know it was that tight. Um, you're looking at and right now as as we are. You know, just looking ahead to next week, Oklahoma plays TCU. Who was the other teams I said that are in the mix for the Big 12? That would be Oklahoma State. They play BYU. So, if I had to just just rank, I think TCU is a better team than BYU. If I just, you know, just talking out my my head. And then Kansas State plays Iowa State. So, then I guess from there on, you got to have to look at head-to-head. So. And Oklahoma State did beat Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Uh, I don't know what happened in the matchup between. Let me see. I can confirm that with you now. Uh, they beat Kansas State as well. So current currently, uh, both Oklahoma and Kansas State got a hope for an upset uh, from BYU against yeah. Oklahoma. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man, Mike Gundy pulling it out, pulling so the rabbit out of the hat, man. More than Yep. And then like we're talking trash. They they coming hey, it's coming off an ugly win too. I mean, I mean, we're not really talking about it, but I'll bring it up here now. Um they, they were down to Houston for a good little while there. They ended up pulling the game out 43-30, but that was not a uh beautiful game for Oklahoma State. They're wow, the number twenty-three team right now, as it's by the AP, I think is what it is that I'm looking at here. They are um College football playoff. Our college football playoff. They they are in it for the Big Twelve championship if they just win on Saturday. And you know what's crazy? Wow. They just gonna be forty five to three, and I don't know why. 
that's the crazy thing. Like, I looked to make sure. I was like, okay, did they have somebody hurt? Like, what happened? No, it was just an absolute beatdown. And it was that's shocking because you just yeah. don't see a team that bad be the team that good by that margin randomly out of nowhere. That that was just so random. I said, no, yeah. how that happened, you know? And yeah, but hey, I mean, it is what it is. So now we, you know, like I said, man, if Texas went out, look. I, I, I was sticking by my guns or what I already think. Texas I, should win out. Texas, Texas should end up winning out. Whoo! We'll, 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 hey, we'll wait on this one because this is at the end. We'll do our college football play, but man, it is it is getting quite tight here. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of conversations. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of conversations. All right, let, let's keep it moving. We still got two more games. Uh, taking it to the SEC, Florida versus Missouri. This one was a nail biter. I did catch the end of this one. God almighty. Yeah, Kobe started ice. Sure enough, Kobe got in the woodworks. This is the team y'all talk about is so good. This is the team. And then they came down and scored. Theo Weiss had like a 70-yard thing. I thought about, hey, I thought about turning those uh, trigger fingers into Twitter fingers and uh, <laughs> saying something. What would you say? And I'm glad I did not because, God almighty, it got down to fourth and 17 at the end there. They ended up converting. Luther Burton's just a great wide receiver, man. He's yeah. awesome. Cook. Coming in, doing that, and then Florida just an ultimate choke job, just an ultimate choke job. They had the game won. Uh, they had done lost their starting quarterback, Graham Mertz. He done got you know hurt early in the game, running over some people. Brought in the backup, who all he could really do is run, and just just blew it, just blew it, just a, just awful season. And I know I projected them to be bottom of SEC. Let's see how far I was off. I just I do want to see where they are finishing here, and I'm probably not you know. They're, they're third worst right now. Um, could get worse here. SEC just a little bit. Yeah, third worst in the SEC East, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did go too strong by saying that. Um, I mean, that just depends <laughs> on who, who will finish over them. That just depends on who wins and loses between, like, you know, them and Florida State or if yeah. uh, South Carolina wins, you know, in that circumstance. But yeah. I already knew Vandy wasn't going to be able to do too You're, You were right. I just I wanted to be a butthole and go after Florida. <laughs> Uh, but man, yeah, what a game! Great game there uh, between those two. Uh, Missouri continues to be a team that I really believe in, that I really like, and I don't care how they won this game. You know, I know another team that struggled with Missouri last year. Torres, another team that struggled with them, and I'm not gonna put them on that level because I mean they're they're not at that level yet. But it's not it's it doesn't mean you're a bad team because you struggle against you know a team and win. You won. They did the ultimate thing. They won what they were supposed to do. It may not have been pretty the whole way through, but it's a win. Um, so you know, you know, it, it gets me and it baffles me every time. And it would be look, I'm gonna say it, Kobe. Look, or and he's not the only one. There'd be other he's people I get on a lot. They want to discredit it. The and they think that they think they think we're trying to talk up Missouri just to prove our point when really I just like Missouri. You I said really it, do. I, just, I you really did. respect Missouri. You did. You have you uh, didn't you predict Missouri to be Second or third? I, told you, I, I think I think I did. Um, yeah, let me, and, let me look here. Thing, and, man. and that's the as thing. It stands, like, in the SEC, they're second. They are and second. I think, that's, I think that's where I ended up picking them. I, yeah, I had I, them. I had them being eight and four though. That's and right. they have they have surpassed that. They did beat a lot of good yeah. teams, man. They did beat a lot they of did. good teams. But I, I'm going to tell. I, I'd say this a lot with anybody. You know, anytime a good team 
or in, in any circumstance struggle with a bad team. Oh, look, I told you. I told you so. No, because it's any given Saturday, is any given Sunday also for NFL, is any given time for anybody. I have seen on multiple occasions where a very talented team, heck, I've seen it in a fight, a very talented fighter is supposed to smoke this guy, and the guy just played. Because you got to remember, these teams have nothing to lose. When you have nothing to lose, why won't you go all out? You know, because yeah. the thing is, the thing about going all out is either it works or if it doesn't work, I get blown out. But if yeah. it works, it makes you all look good. And you're like, oh, I, I call that. Yeah, I do that. You know, Florida went all out in that game. They owned the role. Why not? But why not? Try to Let's save try your to season. Up. Try to get bowl eligible. Exactly. Yeah. Billy Napier trying to, hey, man, let me give me a top 10 win. I need hey, to save man. my job because they're talking hey, about job. it every yeah. freaking week. Like, anybody going to have it like close these folks don't, they must be forgetting. Like, do we not remember, like, USF earlier this year? Do we not, like, Arkansas? Like, that. How We're going to hold wins against people. We're yeah, exactly. Hold, hold that like, I don't get people. mad when Georgia, I told what, what I said last year, when Georgia having them close game with Kennesaw State and Kent State, well, Kent State, my fault. Yeah, Kent State, yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's Georgia. Art. Dude, I said, look, they need this type of stuff. It only helps. Because, look, if you're able to, I know you're not facing adversity against the best team, but to see yourself face a little adversity, you make a few mistakes, and you still find a way to win. Like Cole Rogers said, I'd rather have a bad win than a good loss. All right? Mm-hmm. There ain't no such thing. I'd rather win. And you know, whether it's a bad win or a good win, it's still a win. So you learn from it. All right? And that's the part where I, I don't understand. Oh, look at my bad Missouri. They they Penn State this tonight. Come on, man. Missouri Penn State didn't, didn't exactly look great either, buddy. Like no, you know, it, it, it was what twenty seven to six. I'm, I'm sure they caterpillared their way down the flipping field like they always do on offense. I'm yeah, just um, I like I'm just you, dude. You cannot flip and talk. Uh, you can't back that team up and expect some some cracks. Um, uh, but yeah, good win by Missouri. God. They keep they keep rolling. All right, last game, Georgia Tennessee. Um, I think it was nine and a half. We both picked them to cover. We were both correct. They covered uh, twenty eight. They ended up they ended up winning by twenty eight here. And Torres, you said you weren't able to catch it, so let me just take it through it. Last week, if you had to give the game ball to a player against Ole Miss, who would you have given it to? Who, who was who was the one that stepped up? It was it was somebody's best game, career high game, a running back. Who was it? Oh, Milton. Yeah, Milton. This year, this week, uh, another guy stepped up. This was a different guy than we haven't we haven't really seen his coming out game uh, this year. But it was Dylan Bell, man. Dylan Bell came out and had a spectacular game. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it in the highlights. Uh, five catches for 90 yards. He did have a touchdown pass, 18 yard touchdown pass. Pulled a little orange bowl against Michigan play call. Um, yeah, it it was good, man. Uh, Dylan Bell had him a heck of a game. Uh, we did see some uh, some another good game from Carson Beck. Only only incompleted, um, only had uh, six incompletions, two hundred ninety eight yards, three touchdowns. Another great game from him. He had uh, four carries for five yards. Nothing crazy there. Uh, Kendall carried the ball again really well. So did Dajan, uh sixty six and thirty four. Nothing groundbreaking. We were able to get whatever we wanted through the pass though. So it was there for the taking. Uh, Marcus Roseme had ninety one yards receiving with two touchdowns and a great game from him as well. Brock Bowers coming in, doing pretty good, uh, seven for 60. No Lab McConkey. All right, we did start this game off um, slow once again. They did jump out to a seven-point lead. It was the very first play of the game, Torres. They ran it up the middle. 
which is historically this season uh, where we do actually good. You know, running on the edges is where we really have our issues. But running up the middle, they just housed it. You know, took it straight straight there, 75-yard touchdown run to begin it. And uh, from there, it was it was uh, all downhill. Um, but when I said Lam McConkey, uh, you know, he didn't get any reps. He was out with an ankle thing. And there's been – this is what I was alluding to before we started the show. There's been some chatter of a player that could be missing the rest of this year. And ultimately, the name that came out was Ladd. Ladd McConkey, there, some people were talking – Tightrope surgery, talking about maybe being done for um, his career at Georgia, things like that. Kirby did come out and speak in the press conference today and said tightrope is never a thing mentioned because word's been getting around. Somebody brought it up in the um, in the press conference today. He's like, tightrope's never been discussed. So I don't know where y'all are getting that at. Could this be him just covering up some stuff leading into Georgia Tech and Bama coming up? Could be. Um, but we also heard rehab possibly. So that's something we got to watch here soon. And Mary Smith has come in. He's done pretty good. Uh, Ra-Ra did get knocked out. Ra-Ra Thomas, that is. He did get knocked out of the game with an ankle. And I think we had like a, a Dajian got up gimpy one time. That's it. But we should be fine. Um, my wife was mentioning it today. We just need to sit Brock Bowers and Lab McConkey this next week against Georgia Tech and just make sure they, they get in healthy to the SEC Championship game. I kind of agree. I'm not normally the guy that says like sit them, but – we kind of, we kind of need to. I don't think we're going to have to use you know all of our weapons um, this coming up week. I don't want to be that guy that overlooks them, but I'm kind of doing it now. And we'll get into it here in the prediction. But that that's what happened. Uh, defense held great against them. Um, Milton was 17 of 30 for 170 or 147 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, the guy that ran the touchdown, he had 75 yards rushing on the first play. He had 15 after that on eight wow. carries. So, yeah, it, it was a good good game overall, defense, offense, special teams, everybody did a good job. So, can't complain, man, can't complain. Now we're heading into Georgia Tech, and we'll make that pick here in just a little bit. So, let's get into week 13's picks, and we'll start things off with Ole Miss versus Penn State in the Egg Bowl. Torres, Ole Miss is traveling to Mississippi State. Mississippi State is five and six, trying to fight their way to a bowl game. And Ole Miss is a ten and a half point favorite here. Who you got? Um, I'm taking Ole Miss. Um, the ten points is the thing that I might not take though. I might take the uh, under. And I know that Penn, Mississippi State is five and six. They haven't had the best season. They got blown out by already got rid of their coach. Blown out by AM. We got rid of their coach. Got beat twenty four to three by Kentucky. Got beat by Auburn. Beat Arkansas seven to three. I mean, mm-hmm. these games are pretty. I mean, gosh, they're not pretty. I mean, worth look, noting, look. worth noting, Ole Miss got off to a real slow start this past week. Yeah, and then they got to go on the road to Mississippi State. Um, I, I'm going to say that I, I think obviously I think Ole Miss going to win. I wouldn't be surprised to see this game be a little tighter just because of the rivalry. Um, but I, I got Ole Miss winning, but I'm just going to have them win just under 10. I could see them winning by nine. It'd be some weird number like that. Yeah, I would yeah. surprised for Ole Miss to win by 10, but I think Mississippi State could keep it close a little bit. I could well, be completely well, wrong. I could be completely wrong. It's 10 and a half. So you'd be fine if they hit 10. That is true. So, I, I mean, to, well, me, to me, that makes it easy. I'll take Mississippi State with the 10 points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, agree, I agree with you on that. I'll yeah. take them to lose by, by 10. Yeah. 10 or less. I'll take Mississippi State. Like you said, Mississippi State's a – you know, it's a different atmosphere. All the cowbells, 
we saw it last year, I believe so. Um, going back to last year after um, old buddy passed away, um, what's the coach's coach from last year? Mike, Mike, uh, Mike, uh, Mike is a uh, uh, dude from Texas Tech, and you know, yeah, Mike is, Mike is Michael, not an O'Leary. What is it, Mike? No, it ain't that. It ain't that. Hang on, let me look. Let me look here. Is Mike something? That's all I know. Gosh, I, can't uh-huh. like... I feel bad for not not knowing it now. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. It was Mike Leach. Mike, Mike Leach. Leach. I don't know where I got yes. Leach from. Uh, let's see what the score was last year um, of that game. It was 24-20. And let's see here. And it was Mississippi State 1. I think we see another type. I mean, obviously, they're not going to be playing with that quite passion because this is, you know, it's not that big of a deal when your coach is fired as opposed to him passing away. I do think we see a different team here. The atmosphere is there. They're trying to fight for a bowl game. I think they keep this close enough to make it to make Ole Miss sweat. So um, I don't think Ole Miss will cover that ten and a half. So I'm right there with you, man. Um, let's go ahead. Let's let's take this over to the Big Ten. Iowa versus Nebraska. Uh, right now, this this kind of caught me off guard, but Nebraska is a one and a half point favorite. It is at Nebraska. Iowa is ranked number sixteen though in the college football playoff rankings. Um, and let's see here. You know their offense isn't great, but the defense and special teams is normally pretty solid. They are coming off of a 15 to 13 point extravaganza against Illinois, um, so it isn't like they're impressing us offensively here. But let's look at Nebraska. I haven't really paid attention to Nebraska since early in the season, and um, they are coming off a loss 24 17 to Wisconsin, 13 to 10 against Maryland. They lost. They even lost to Michigan State 2017. I don't know what Vegas is thinking by giving them, them the favorites. So, yes, I will take Iowa with the one-and-a-half point uh, to, to go along with it. So, yeah, I'll take them to cover that. I think they they they, they D up. Um, you know, it is worth noting that Nebraska is home, and they are fighting for a bowl game. They are five and six. So could there be some, some uh, motivation there for them? There probably is. Um, I just don't think it's happening. I'll take Iowa to win it outright. You're taking Iowa, a quarterback with five touchdowns and five interceptions? Why not? I'll take that defense and I'll ride it, and I'll ride that special team. The real question is, what's the over-under for the score of this game? Let me see if I can find that for you. You want to know that's it? Let's, real, let's, let's see if I can find that. Good luck. Now, Iowa, look, Iowa scored 41 points on Western Michigan. All right, mm-hmm. that's one of their, like, give-me games. Over-under is 26 and a half. Really? Oh, it, yeah. That is uh-huh. low. It is low. But are you shocked? Oh, They're coming I'm off of a 28-point game uh, this past week against Illinois. So, man. That's the hardest, that's the hardest pick I got to make all week. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Over under 26, that's 13. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have won a 15-13 game. <laughs> oh, man. Tough. Oh gosh, it's tough. I'm, I'm taking Iowa, but <laughs> I don't know. They make it over 26 points. That's crazy, dude. May not. May not. That's, That's the harder. Crazy. That is the harder um question. You're correct on that. Oh, you are correct. Gosh. How many people uh, watch this football? Like I told you, I'm a big defensive guy, but that's that's just when the that's, offense can't do anything though. It just makes it miserable. It miserable. It <laughs> is. Know. It's just miserable. It, Every week, I, I got I can also tell you, I don't think I've watched a single hour. I was <laughs> this year. I'm, I don't plan on it. 
but they do got – I mean, and this isn't to disrespect them. It's just the brand of play they have. I mean, they do got some talented guys, though. You know they can make some good tight ends there at Iowa. They got some good defensive players every year from Iowa, linebackers, safeties, corners, linemen. Like, they always got some good players. Um, they're not a bad team Bad team by any stretch. It's just the way this team operates. It's just – it's hard to watch. Like, Iowa won a game 10-7. to 7. They lost to Minnesota 12-10. to 10. They beat Wisconsin 15 to 6. They won last week 15 13. I mean, my goodness. This is how I like the Pittsburgh Steelers playing football. Like, there ain't yeah. no offense. Yeah. All yeah. Coming off a tough loss to Cleveland, too, man. I know. Mm. I'm sad. Mm. Mm. All right. Let's swing this over to Big 12, Texas Tech. They've already clinched a bowl game. They're 6 and 5. They are traveling to play Texas at 10 and 1. Obviously, they're they're locked into a Big 12 championship game. It's just a matter of who they play. Texas is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite here. What you got on this game? I'm taking Texas, and I'm taking the points. Um, I'm really confident in Texas of what they've been doing this year. I think Texas is one of the best overall teams um, in the country um, when they play up to par. Uh, Sometimes Texas struggles. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see that, but I think they handle business with Texas Tech knowing what they have uh coming along i know they know what they got going next they know the big 12 championship is huge for them i don't see texas effing it up right now i think they handle business mm-hmm. and they have well yeah yeah i i'm kind of leaning that same way i like texas me and you're both pretty high on texas I, i'd say i mean as things stand currently i mean um where are they at i know they're number seven so i'm guessing i'm trying to find all right, here's the snow. That's the FCS coaches ball. It don't matter. Right, it is what it is. I mean, I know they're they're going to be able to when we get into it in a minute, but they're going to be able to draw, uh, to jump either Oregon or Washington, depending on who wins that Pac-12 game. That is given that Oregon makes that game, because uh, like we said, there is a scenario where they don't. Um, but who else would they have to jump to get in there? I mean, they would need like Florida State to drop that ACC championship game against Louisville. I feel like to help that them get there. And then Michigan, Ohio State, Louisville. yeah, and Michigan, Ohio State might one of them will play them their way out, and then, oh man, like we said, that's going to be a interesting one coming up. Um, so yeah, I think Texas, Texas, they are without Jonathan Brooks. Uh, he's out for the season. They're running back. Um, how did they perform this past week? Let's look here. I do want to kind of look at that because I sure did not play. Did they play Iowa State? I would say they did win 26 to 16. So a little 10 game 10 or 10 point win here. You were 281 passing with two touchdowns. CJ Baxter stepped in well. I think he was a five star running back this past year's class. 117 yards rushing. They still got Worthy. They still got uh, Adnan, Adnan Mitchell. They still got good tight end. Another good receiver in Whittington. So I like where they're at, man. I do like Texas. I think they win this one. Let's let's um, you know, put a bow on this season and get to the back Big Twelve championship, right? So that that's where I think we're at. All right, big one right here, man. Big one right here in the Pac Twelve, like we just kind of talked about. Oregon's got to win this one to lock their way into this. Um, if they're going to, they got they got to pull this one out. Oregon State traveling to Oregon, and this is a big man. I read the Phil Knight. Um, there's a book, a little uh, bi- a little um, biography, autobiography by Phil Knight, where he talks about his life and everything. Great book, as you know, the the guy that started, a co-founder of Nike. Um, so he's a big Oregon guy, you know, competed at Oregon. 
And I didn't, I didn't, I've never thought about the rivalry between them and Oregon State, but man, he talked about it in the book. He's like, man, we hate them. We, we absolutely hated them. So this is a heated rivalry, whether we really are aware of it or not. Um, Oregon State, um, they're, they're traveling to Oregon. Oregon is a 13 and a half point favorite. This is at 8 30 on Fox on Friday night. Oh, God, that gives me something good to watch Friday night. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm so glad that's a Friday night game. I get that is such a good like primetime spot for that. Oh man, all eyes on this one. Oregon 13 and a half point favorites. You mentioned it last year, they dropped it. This year's redemption. I love landing. Bo Nix has been on one. Uh, this team looks good. And as much as people hate to hear that, this team looks good. They might be a college football playoff team, and you have to respect it. It is what it is. I don't care what your schedule says. Right now, they're ranked above you. That is, that's just how it played out. You're not going to get ranked above them by playing UTC this late in the season and them coming off of – who is it? Who is it they played this past week? I mean, who? You, Arizona you State still. I take I take Arizona State over UTC. You know what I'm saying? So, um, no offense. No offense, Torres. Obviously. Oh, don't get – uh, UTC made the playoffs. Congrats to UTC. They made the playoffs. Yeah, congrats on that. They got a little, little silver lining there for UTC. Uh, but Oregon's a 13 and a half point favorite. They're, they're, it's right there. It's in sight. Give me Oregon to take it and cover. Yeah, I think Oregon handled business. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, yes, I know how Oregon State just had this tight game with Washington. If Oregon is able to go in, I know they're at home, but if Oregon is able to go in and play Oregon State, and actually beat them by 13 and a half, beat them by 14 plus points. Yeah, that's uh, a good point to make. That is I a good point because they're playing for style points here too. Mm-hmm. They are I because you know the Bamas of the world are going to be coming out. Well, what have they done that's better than us? Well, you, here you can point to this one that we took care of business against a number 11 ranked, at least at right now. Obviously, they're going to drop a little bit. But we did this against a ranked opponent because right now that's what everybody's throwing against them is schedule, schedule, schedule. Well, here's a good – Team schedule. And those boys went on the road against Utah. You got to remember, that Utah team was just coming off an upset on the road against USC. They had just upset at USC. Then the following week, they come back back at home to play Oregon, and Oregon go in Utah and beat them 35-6. to Mm -hmm. Man. And then Oregon, I know a lot of people ain't going to count it, but at the time, they were one of the hottest teams. Oregon put a stamp on the Colorado. I mean, Colorado yeah, I really right yeah. they stamped. They stamped them. Um, you know, their only loss came to Washington on a last-second field goal. You know, like you know what well, they missed the field. Oregon missed the field goal. Washington scored a touchdown, to take the lead, but they missed the field goal. But still, a last-second missed field goal that went just outside the bar. Yeah. I mean, this Oregon team is rightfully so, in my honest opinion, one of the best teams in the country. Now it's still for me, it still remains to be seen that they're like a top four team, but I think Oregon is right there. And if they go in here and handle business and definitively beat Oregon State by two touchdowns, your their case only strengthens, uh strengthens. And I think you know it just magnifies the game against Washington the following week. Yeah. All right. A uh, little gimme here. Georgia versus Georgia Tech. This is at Georgia Tech. Uh Tech is already um, solidified themselves in a bowl game. Uh, Georgia just fighting to stay undefeated and make it into the SEC championship unscathed. I just want to make it out of this healthy. That's all I hope for, man. I want to win, you know, get get a win here, make it out healthy. Right now, Georgia is a 24-point favorite. 
Um, as things stand, it is it is a lot of points, um, and they do play us tough sometimes. You know, um, I'll take them to just cover it. I'll take them to just cover this one. Uh, I just want to make it out. Like I said, healthy. Just get out of this thing healthy. Let's keep Brock healthy. Let's keep Lad healthy. Let's make sure God knows. Let's keep Beck healthy as good as he's been lately, and we'll be fine. So come in, take care of business, get the starters out. Let's 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 get them all out by like mid third quarter. That's that's what I, my hope is here. And if that plan does follow, I'll take them to cover the twenty four points. Well, I'm gonna say this. Um, I'm taking Georgia, and obviously, but um, I'm also taking them with the points. Um, Georgia, I'm going to be honest with you, man, the way they've looked so far uh, this season, at the beginning of the season, Georgia was struggling to put, you know, to handle business the way that they should handle it. You know, you have some of these teams go against these other teams and they blow them out by, uh, you know, a crazy amount of margin. Now, Georgia, for the last few games, the games that they've supposed to handle business on, they've handled them, they handled it very well. Florida, Mandy. Um, you know, hey, they Missouri. beat Ole Miss worse than what I thought. Handled Missouri like they're supposed to. Went on the road, handled Tennessee like Tennessee. they're supposed to. Yeah. I think the same thing happens as well. It's not after not too far from Atlanta. That's an easy drive. Uh, look, Georgia gonna go into uh Atlanta and they just gonna I, I think they're gonna handle business and I think they win by 24 or more. I, I just yeah. think this should be more of a showcase. Get ready for next week. We'll have some third and fourth string, get ready to play second half. Make sure our guys are healthy, but I, I just see them dominantly winning this game. You don't overlook them because any team can be beat, mm-hmm. but just come in, do your thing. I, I don't see them losing this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, Colorado, Utah, we got to cover it. This could end up being a closer game than what we expected. Um, not going to lie to you, Torres. I was a bit, what's the word here? I was a bit disappointed in what Colorado has done here. Uh, this these last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, obviously losing to Arizona, you can buy three. That's that's actually a decent thing, you know, that you can say, all right, that's quality loss. But losing to Washington State 56 to 14. I don't know how you can cover that up. And you know what? I know we talked about it in the group chat. We did. About is this a successful season? I was assuming that maybe they'd be able to get closer to six and six. And right now it's looking like they're going to finish with just four wins. And it's kind of going down sad. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of going out sad. Washington State losing 56 to 14 to them. Um, we'll see what Dion can do here. Is he gonna, you know, is he gonna try to finish this thing off in a good, positive way? I don't know. You got Colorado. Colorado's actually, you know, losing a little bit of steam now. They've actually had a couple of people decommit recently from their um upcoming classes. You've had um some players yeah, come out and say, have you seen the players coming out and what they've been saying about this people that playing for themselves and not the team kind of thing and stuff. There's been some players come out and say that it's not the greatest of looks. And if that's truly indeed the case and they have been broken, which 56 to 14 to Washington state tells me that you, you probably are broken. You're playing away one more time at Utah. Utah's trying to cap off their season the right way. Utah is a 21 and a half point favorite. Um, a lot of points to give up, 21 and a half. And they, they're not the greatest defense or offensively either, but the defense is pretty good. I'll take Utah to cover the 21 and a half points. I, it's, I just don't think this thing ends the way Colorado wants this thing to end. And, you know, Torres, I'm changing my mind. I think this might be a little bit more of a disappointment than what people were were saying about Colorado um, earlier this season. 
Well, um, I have I have gone on record here on the show and said, look, if Colorado was able to get six wins, I think that would be a very successful season for them. Um, you know, with me doing a little yeah, more uh, this past week uh, on Colorado on the past seasons, you know, I've stated in our group message. I mean, look, since 2017, there's only been one other season where they didn't win four games. That was last year when they won only one. All right. They've been consistently winning at least four games since 2017, where in 2016, yeah. they went to the Pac-12 championship game. And so, they're moving to the they're moving to the Big Ten too, correct? Yes, they are. Oh. So that that that's the thing. It's like like I knew this was gonna be a hard I we already knew we said the little eight teams. It's a tough, it was a tough schedule. It was a tough schedule. Like, don't get me wrong, first year head coach. But there were certain games like I already said on here that made me mad. I was like, the Stanford loss. Yep, 29. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. At home, what are you doing? Then, you know, they had that Arizona game, man. They had an Arizona game. They had it. They had it. But Arizona obviously made, you know, made, I mean, Arizona's a good team. You know, Arizona's a good team, but they had that game. And then, you know, to see them lose to Washington State in that fashion, dude, I just – I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in those boys. Um, still a high on Dion. I'm just a little disappointed of what they've done. But let's yeah. just hope. I just hope that by the time next year they get a few more recruits, they beef up that line, they beef up that D line, we'll get some transfers. Yeah, get some transfers. Like let's make this better because right now, um, overall, I, I'm just not too uh, bought in on the entire. Uh, success of what people what he's done at Colorado already. I, I, I would need to see more. You know, we there's certain yeah. games you like, okay, you got you gotta handle that type of business. I mean look, being up 29 nothing ain't ain't, ain't nothing you just laying about to come back from. You know, like stuff like that don't don't shouldn't happen. But it's a learning process. He's learning. Hey, look, you gotta remember this is Dion's first time coaching at the big the FBS level. So you're gonna have some you know some wrinkles here and there, some bumps and bruises, but I think they're going to get over it eventually. But right now, I do not think of this as a successful Colorado season. I think you are correct as well. All right, let's bring it back to the SEC real quick. Alabama playing Auburn, as you per usual, in the uh, the Iron Bowl. And right now, um, so this one's going to be at Auburn. Auburn 65, they will be making a bowl game, even though they lost. Pretty sure they lost to a bad team last week, if I'm not mistaken, Torres. I'm pretty sure they lost. I'm pretty oh, sure yes, yeah, they, they lost to New Mexico State. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad, man. Uh, this one is going to be at Auburn. Alabama is a 15-point favorite. You know, I'm trying crazy? to think. I'm trying to think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear. How about to say? You know what's crazy to me? It's like for some reason I want to take the under. <laughs> for I'm, some reason, but I'm going to take the over. I just don't like Alabama has been clicking lately. Granted. You saw them play UTC, but they were clicking against Kentucky. They were clicking, you know, second half against LSU. Well, heck, the whole game offensively against LSU. Yeah, offensively against LSU. Um, I, I just think they should be able to put up points. Um, you know, I have seen Alabama start slow. We know we saw them start slow in that Tennessee game. It was wild. But then they came back. They handled business. They're, they look, they're a really good second-half team as well. You know, they want to talk about how Georgia's a really good second-half team. Alabama's a good second-half team as well, obviously – they have got one of the best second half defenses in the country. So um I'm gonna take the over for Alabama in this one. 
Um, I wouldn't be super surprised to see Auburn get whooped by everybody in the country and they find a way to give Alabama a tough one. But mm-hmm. I, I do think Alabama handled business uh, pretty well against Auburn. I'll take Bama to win, but not to cover the 15. I think this ends up being closer. I think this ends up they're going to win. They're going to win because they're going to win. Like, it's just, I, I don't even argue with anyone. They're going to win because they're going to win. Uh, but I don't think they cover the 15. I think coming off of a suck loss, like that to New they Mexico State. Home. It was at home, Tyler. Yes, against New Mexico State, that bad of a loss, you kind of you have to make that up, man. You have to make that up. You this ain't the team they had, look, they had important recruits there. I can I can go ahead and tell you, um, what's his name? Coleman. There's a there's a wide receiver, five star wide receiver that's he's he's going anywhere with the bag is following. Like if, if he gets a bag, he is gonna go there. That loss really kind of messed it up for them a little bit. And they're they're going to be in it for some guys because they're throwing money. They are throwing some cash around, bro. I'm just telling you right now, they are throwing some cash, some serious cash at some of these recruits. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you need to be able to prove it on the field too. I think they go out there, they give this one a good. I think they give it a good game. I'm not, I don't. I'm not picking them to win this, so don't don't hear what I'm not saying. Um, but I do think they make this one close in typical Iron Bowl fashion. We've seen it before, man. We we really we've seen this story before, where they can suck all year long, like you just said, and then in this game they push this Alabama team, this this number eight Alabama team, to the absolute brinks. I could see it happening, and that's why I'm going with it here. Fifteen, if it was like thirteen and a half, sure. I just think they can hang with them fourteen. That's that's where I'm kind of going with it. Um, let's shoot it back over to Pac-12, Washington State versus Washington. Uh, Washington has to finish this one out. I mean, well, they—I mean, obviously, if they want to keep college football playoff hopes alive, they need to—they need to win this game. They are a sixteen and a half point favorite against Washington. Go ahead, and make a quick pick. Um, I'm going to take Washington in this one, man. I, I see Washington handling business. I don't see them really struggling too much with Washington State. Uh, I don't think Washington State is all that good. I know Washington State might have a little confidence after beating Colorado, but Washington got an actual defense, you know, and I, I think they—they they, uh, handle business and do it well. What's the over and under in that game? Uh, for the points or for, for them covering? Uh, covering. Uh, 16 and a half. Washington by 16 and a half. Uh, yeah, they cover. They take that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm mean the same way. I don't really have to dive into this one too much. The Pac-12 championships right there, the college football playoffs right there, they just have to reach out and grab it. Um, so, yes, I'll take Washington to cover that here. All right, Florida State, Florida, this one got a heck of a lot more interesting this past weekend with what we talked about with Jordan Travis being out. Is it enough? for Florida to actually pull off a win. It is in the swamp. Florida State's traveling to the swamp. Um, Florida State is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, my God. If I'm looking at it, and defensively, I do think they have some decent DBs to hang with some of this a little bit. I do think they can pressure this, this backup quarterback for Florida State. But now without their guy quarterback, and not saying not to give Graham Mertz credit because Graham Mertz just isn't really great. It is what it is. But um, now you're on your backup, you know, and, I mean, they do have a good run game. Can Florida State stop the run game? That's really what it's going to come down to. Let's look at what Florida State's done in the past um, against teams that have run the ball pretty well. Um, LSU's more of a passing team. Southern Miss is a rushing team. They only scored 13 on them. Uh, Boston College, if I'm not mistaken, let's look at them real quick. How were they keeping? They kept that one close, if you recall. I do remember and that. And they got reached 95 yards, and another guy reached 64 yards rushing, each with a touchdown. So not the greatest 
for them. Let's look at Clemson. Against Clemson, they allowed Phil Moffitt with 69 yards, Will Shipley with 67. So they did all right against them. Um, let's look here to let's look here to Miami real quick and just see how that one went because I know they try to establish the run too. Um, they had a guy get 85 and a guy get 47, so they've done all right. Florida's going to run this ball. They're going to stay ahead of the uh, sticks. Are they competent? Are these are these coaches competent enough to make this game a game? I don't know. Um, so ultimately, I think I'm going to lean with Florida State to cover. I think I'm going to lean with them to cover seven points. I think I'm going to, or to cover six and a half points. I think they can win this by a touchdown. I just don't trust Florida's coaches, man. They're, they're just stupid, especially after this past week, allowing that fourth and seventeen, choking that game away. Do we trust them to make? I mean, they given given everything's on the line right here, man. Everything's on the line for them. They're five and six. They need a win, Torres, to make a bowl game. They. Billy Napier really needs this win. He really, really, really needs this win. Oh, man, I think I didn't talk myself out of it. Give me Florida. Give me Florida with the points. Yeah, I'll take Florida with the points. I didn't talk myself out. They really need this win. Florida State is um, – they're vulnerable. I'll, t- I'll, take them. I'll take them with the points. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'll take Florida State with the points, though. Uh, Florida State is very vulnerable going into this game. Um, I, I look at how Florida State has played throughout the season, and Florida State has struggled with a lot of uh, different teams. Obviously, I don't think Florida's all that good, but they struggled even with some bad teams, even with Jordan Travis at the helm. Um, you did you see those performances? Like you see how they play LSU? Do you see a performance of how they play Duke? And you're like, man, this team's good. And then you see those other performances. You know, like I say, like they, how they played Virginia Tech or how they played uh, Boston College and I think without having a guy like Jordan Travis to be able to keep the chaos down just in case they do get in some trouble, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm on the fence, and I, I am leading Florida because Florida will need this game. And Florida they need it. is – Florida, look, we, we crack on Florida a lot. <clears throat> but Florida did go on the road and beat South Carolina. Florida did lose in overtime to Arkansas. Florida did give LSU a little bit run for that money. Granted, LSU ain't got gave Missouri a run too. Gave Missouri a run. You know, their blowout loss was to Georgia and Kentucky. I mean, everybody else, well, in Utah beginning of the season. I mean, they mm-hmm. have a few bad losses, but I I just think Florida, I think Florida is one of those teams that are like 500 that can catch you on any given day. And mm-hmm. I think that's the type of team they are. Like they could have easily caught Missouri last week, but they say, like, hey, we ain't going to get this top 10 win, but we got a top 10 team coming home to us. Not only that, they top five, and they are rival. I can see Florida yeah, winning this game. I can see it. Um, I think this is going to be a huge nail-biter, and I think I'm going to take yeah. Florida as well, man. I'm gonna, it's going to be a fun one to watch. That is for sure. Like, uh, you, if you're not watching that game, what are you doing? Like I mean, I mean, I understand that this is going to be at the same time as Georgia, Georgia Tech, but I'm telling you right now, I will be watching that game. Yeah. I will be watching that game, man. I will have that on. I'll, I'll probably have one of them on the iPad, one of them on the TV, or something like that. That's a huge game, man. That that's a huge game for so many playoff implications. So yeah. many, big time, big time. All right, last one, the mother of them all. We have been prefacing this one for a while. Ohio State, Michigan, two versus three, man. Um, both 11 and 0 coming to this game, both, uh, or one of these 
teams will lock up a Big Ten championship game appearance, uh, which is much needed if you're going to make the college football playoff this year with as tight as this is. Michigan steps into this game as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They are at home. No hardball on the sideline, being led by their interim coach, possibly without their best wide receiver. The defense has still looked pretty good. They've been able to run the ball when they need to. But we talked about it. J.J. McCarthy, is, it's, it's, it's been a little rough. You know, it's been a little rough. Um, this team, I understand it, it's without um, – with Harbaugh, I just – I worry a little bit about him. Ryan Day coming into this one, this will be what? This will be the third year straight if he were to lose this, correct, that he will have lost to Michigan, right? Ryan Day is PO'd. He was PO'd before this season. He was PO'd uh, after that Notre Dame win. He's talking about how they need respect. He was PO'd after that Peach Bowl last year when Georgia barely nudged it out. I think he comes into this with plenty of motivation. This team comes in. I know. I understand this isn't your normal Ohio State where, you know, as talent level goes. Do we see – let me ask you this before I make this pick. I think what everybody's been talking about is if Georgia loses this game against Alabama in the SEC championship game, should, should, they, should both teams end up coming in – with Georgia being undefeated, with Alabama with one loss, if Georgia drops that game, a lot of people have been saying they're out. Can the same thing be said about whoever loses this game? Yes, and no. I think if you're holding, I think if, I think if you're holding Georgia to that standard, I feel like you got to hold uh, Michigan or Ohio State to the same thing. Well, well, that's the thing though. Like that's only if the case of Georgia loses, because if Georgia wins, the loser of this game has a huge shot. To still make it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, all right, obviously you're going to have the SEC, let's just say Georgia wins in this scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have winner of Ohio State, Big Ten champ. Then right. you'll have Pac 12. Yeah, Pac 12 for sure. Then it'll come down to the ACC, Texas. 12, and yeah, Texas, basically Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll come down to the loser of this game. All right. Let's just say something weird happens. And, and, and we have it. Oh, yeah, you said ACC already, right? Yeah, I said ACC, yeah. Uh, SEC, uh, Big Ten, ACC, all right? Now, I mean, Pac-12. Yeah. Now, so I said at the end. Big 12. But let's just say Louisville beats the FSU. Let's just say Texas loses their game. The loser of this game has a really good shot. I mean, that's really how it worked last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think made it in because of a few guys lost. Like, or, if Oregon didn't lose. And last week, they would have been right there, you know? like So, so if that's the case, then is there actually – are people really going too far by riding off Georgia? Should they lose to Alabama in this championship game? Should they – should people be already dead set on, okay, yeah, if they lose, they're automatically out? Or is there a situation you see Georgia making it with a loss in the SEC championship game as well? Well, granted, you know, back-to-back defending champions won the um, – you know, I know they don't necessarily have to play a factor into this year's playoff, but it slightly does. Yeah, I and think it does. They've been undefeated. They've been really, they've been number one on AP polls the whole year. And I, I feel like people have been really hyping them up. Yes, like really, yes. I think people have really been been hyping Georgia. I mean, they are. I, I really, I'm honestly thinking they're the best team. And to say that a team like them, if they lose to Alabama, especially in a close fashion isn't worthy to make the playoffs that's just that's just a weird thing to see that's a weird thing to look at mm-hmm. but i i do believe yeah i mean look man look if you have that many conference champions 
and three of them are undefeated, yeah, Georgia's out. But if one of them lose, I mean, it, it changes things. It does change things. Like, you ask yourself this question, who would you rather have? A conference champion of Oregon or a one-loss Georgia team that's beaten just as many ranked teams as you have, Oregon? You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on what you weigh as a factor. And we yeah. already know how that conference championship weigh. So it, 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 it's going to be close. But I think the loser of this game, season rides on it. And that's what that's the reason why I would like to have six. You know, not 12 where this game, like, yeah, this, yeah, year, same. This, game this game wouldn't matter. It didn't matter who, who loses. They both going to be in regardless. Yeah, they both in regardless. Like, I would love to have six. Four is a little too thin. I'm, I'm being, I thought always thought four was thin. Mm. Uh, but to have six, I think is rightfully so. Or even yeah. some people say eight. I feel like eight is still too much, but let's just go to it. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, 12 is too many. This game matters, man. And this game is huge. And I don't, I'm be honest with you, man. I'm not sold on J.J. McCarthy. I don't think – I think yeah. if Marvin Harrison is able to get going, you know, Ohio State, if they are able to find ways to get him the football, establish their run game, uh, Henderson, all those boys. Yeah. Ohio State can win this game. I see Michigan as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll take Ohio State with the points. That's what I was leading to. I'm, I'm taking them with the points. I'm taking Ohio State as well, man. And, yeah. uh, I, and I like Michigan. The thing is – I, I I'm do not, too. I respect Michigan. I, I really do. But I just don't think uh, – I think having their coach out, and this is another thing that I, I brought up last time. It does said, matter. Ain't, yes, that does matter. I said, ain't no way I see Ohio State losing three years in a row to the same team. I just don't see it, man. You're going to have to – like, it, it, it's going to have to be, like, something different. There's no way I see Ohio State losing three times in a row to Michigan. I just mm-hmm. don't see it happening. I don't think it's gonna happen, and I, I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see how that how this plays out. Yeah. All right. Final things here before we end the show. We got Heisman race updates, and as it stands, Jaden Daniels is your favorite. Um, this is according to DraftKings Sportsbook. They're minus one. Uh, he is minus one twenty. Bo Nix right behind him at plus one forty. Michael Penix at plus six fifty. A distant fourth at plus four thousand is Marvin Harrison Jr. And then at fifth is uh, Carson Beck at plus 7,500. That's good. Uh, yeah, well, so, and, and then after that, it, it's a steep drop-off to Jalen Milrow at plus 15,000. So, mm-hmm. um, really, it's down to those top four. Really, if you want to, you can put Beck in the top five. Um, we'll see where this goes. I don't think – it's really going to ride on these – on championship weekend, on mm-hmm. how people perform championship weekend. Obviously, Jane Daniels isn't going to be able to do nothing for himself then – um, Bo will, Michael Penix will, Marvin Harrison could. We have to see here if they win this game or not, and then Carson Beck will. So a lot of bread will be made um on that on that day. So that, you know, that's where it stands currently. And you know that's the difference. You know when Robert Griffin the third, I I I don't quote me, but I I would really believe in 2012 when he won Heisman, they played in their conference championship. And I think that helped affect whether or not he won the Heisman. And mm-hmm. uh, let me see. Let me see. I can tell you this for sure. Because I, I remember, you know, them playing. And I'm like, uh, Robert Griffin, he's all right. You know, he's not bad. Yeah. You know, to be yeah, he won it. So they played. They did. Yes, they did. They played in their conference championship against Texas. So, so that's what I'm saying. So, 
being able to do that, and then he dropped 48 points on that Texas team that year in that Big 12 championship game, like, that helped his Heisman chances. Now, what Jaden Daniels has done so far, I mean, he has surpassed his numbers are crazy. It's ridiculous. If he has a wild game against Texas A&M, which I feel like he will, it might it might solidify his Heisman. Yeah, like, we didn't talk about that game. Um but it, it's something, you know. It is. A, it is a game to kind of I, look I, at. I think, yeah, I think LSU wins that game. But overall, what I'm saying is the fact that okay, if he goes into that game and he does his thing, mm-hmm. unless Pennant and Bo Nix have a shootout against each other, that's the only way I don't see him not winning Heisman. I think Jaden yeah. Daniels is going to win Heisman regardless, and I think the only way that doesn't happen is unless Pennix and Nix have a shootout game in a Pac-12 championship. If that doesn't happen, I think uh, I think he wins. I do I, I do think Jaden Daniel has Heisman on lockdown. Right now he's at 3,500 yards passing, 1,000 yards rushing. How many touchdowns? Good Lord. Uh, 36 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he got it. I don't see him not getting it. Don't see him yeah, not he, getting it. He, he went off uh, for context. Let's look up. Is uh the guy riding his tails right now? Well, if I can, hold on, my stuff's freezing up. Uh, who's riding his tail? That's uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Bo Nix has like thirty-four touchdowns and two picks from what I saw. Um, I think he's around three thousand. Let's look here. Let's look here. Take a look real quick. Stats. He has thirty-five hundred yards. Um, passing. And 128 yards rushing, five touchdowns rushing, 35 passing. So, yeah, Jaden's leading him overall. Let's see interceptions-wise. Interceptions is four for Daniels, two for Bo Nix. I mean, when yeah. get, given everything, though, I don't know. I feel like you kind of got to give it to Daniels at that point. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, he's definitely had the statistical season that you need if you're going for Heisman. He's, he's been that good. Like I said, only three losses. You know, who he lost to? FSU, Bama. Who else? Um, let's Ole Miss. Here. Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. And yes. in all those games, he scored over – the only game he didn't score over 28 was the FSU game. He was knocked out of the Bama game, so you got to remember that. Yeah, exactly. So, that, that stuff like that. I, I think Jay Daniels wins it. I do. Yeah. All right. College football uh, playoff picks of the week. Is any Do you see any change happening? Um, in the college football playoff rankings this week? Nope, I do not. Everything stays the same to next week. Everything stays There's the same. Georgia, Washington, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, right? You could know. You could make a or case. Who was this Florida State? Yeah, they would the committee drop them. I think yes. I think Washington jumps FSU. Okay. Um, I think they jumped them um, by one. You know, they just switched places because they already FSU's are just above them. So FSU's at four right now. And they just go to five. I wouldn't be surprised to see that because uh, Washington did just beat a good Oregon State team. Um, I but think you could be right then. I could see that. We can see that. But besides that, no, I don't see too much of a thing changing. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. things stay the same. All right. Any last things here before we close it down? No, man. Everything's uh, good. I want to say the uh, NFL game today between the Kansas City Chiefs and Eagles. I'm excited. Uh-huh. Uh, rematch of the Super Bowl. That's lit. Also, breaking news in MMA, PFL just bought Bellator. That is huge. They just brought on their whole roster. So that is really big uh, for the MMA world. And, um, yeah, so that's that's about it. Just for context for today's, I got fantasy implications here for tonight. Mm-hmm. I am up 
let's see. I'm, I'm going to tell you how much I'm up. I'm up in my big league, 107 to 55. I have nobody left. So I'm up by 52 here. I have nobody left. My opponent has A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey, and the Eagles kicker. Where do you put my chances of winning at? A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, and the Eagles kicker. Travis going to get some points, but yeah. A.J. Brown is 50-50. Eagles kicker, I don't know, man. I think oh, it's going to be tight. tight. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be splitting it What does the percentage say? Don Sleeper is telling me 73% chance of winning, but I think it's going to be tighter than that. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at tonight. I'm gonna be sweating tonight. That's that's gonna be my uh, my evening. Hey, and in our TNT podcast, when I see us, you're at 137. I'm at 100. All I got is Swift and Kadarius Tony. You might not have to worry too much. I don't know about. I'm not worried about Tony. I worry a little bit about Swift though. Swift, yeah. So, but yeah, Swift ain't too bad. But yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, that that's where I'm at. So hopefully I pull it out and get you know give Trey an L. So we'll see. But yeah. um, guys. Thank you out there. For those of y'all that tuned into the live stream, we do appreciate that. Um, if you want to, you can tune in to our podcast. It's located on any uh, podcast platform out there, Apple. Um, or it's, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast really out there where you can find them located. Uh, if you want to um, help the show out, support it, you can go in the description of the podcast, click the link tree link, and you can support us many different ways. Uh, we do appreciate all the support you guys. And as always, we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.